All right, well, we're here with Burning River Masonry. We have Mark Price joining us today. Uh, Mark Price, tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, I do a lot of, a lot of different things. Um, the main reason I'm here today is to talk about ICF, mm -hmm. Insulated Concrete Forms. Um, they've been becoming more and more popular lately. People see them on TV and wonder what they are and whatnot. So um, definitely something worth checking into if you're looking to do an addition or a uh, new home. Awesome. So uh, our goal here is to, we want to talk about, we want to educate the consumer, uh, educate the general public about construction industry as a whole. So there'll be a little bit of uh, banter back and forth about that and educate about different partners that we work with, different processes and different materials. And so that's why Mark is here to they talk about uh, ICF. So I guess we'll get right into it. Uh, what exactly is an ICF foundation? Okay, so everybody knows what a concrete wall is. Yep. Solid concrete, put some rebar in, and you got a concrete wall. So this is that with styrofoam on both sides. Okay. So it's basically a concrete wall that is sandwiched between two layers of styrofoam, insulation. Um, the insulation um, makes the form for the concrete. So you stack up the styrofoam panels uh, that are tied together on both sides. Um, they stack up, you put rebar in, you pour the concrete, and then that forms your concrete wall and the insulation, the foam stays in place. So now you have an insulated concrete wall. Okay. So you would use this in place of a traditional like CMU basement or a concrete uh, concrete foundation. I think they use those, people use those more than CMU basements anymore. But uh, so you'd use this in place of that. Yes. So I, we see a lot of CMU basements still going up in the industry. Uh, a lot of just poured walls, which is what we were talking about there. Just a concrete wall. Uh, a company will actually come in and use aluminum forms usually and create the form um, that they pour the concrete in. And then once the, the concrete dries, they'll pull the forms back off. Right. So you have that uninsulated concrete wall. Um, CMU walls, like you said, they're, they're kind of getting less and less, but it totally depends on the builder, um, depends on the budget of the house, depends on what they're going to use the basement for, that kind of stuff. Right. So what's, uh, where do you generally use a ICF foundation the most? Most of the time, uh, the people that use it are going to be the ones who are building a new house or doing an addition and they want to finish that basement area Okay. Um, because it's already insulated. It's ready to go. You don't have to go back through, stud the walls out, insulate the walls and drywall. Uh, basically, once you have that uh, ICF basement in place, concrete's all done, uh, when it's time, all you have to do is run your electric and drywall. Right onto the right onto the ICF. Exactly. Okay, so that kind of goes into uh, the next step, which would be the the benefits of an ICF. So you said that your insulation is always already there. So first of all, let's talk about what are the actual benefits of the ICF, and then we'll go into how you would attach your drywall to it. Sure. Uh, well, the biggest one is the insulation. So it's already insulated. Um, the forms that I, I use is called Nudura. Mm -hmm. uh, they're the largest manufacturer. They're worldwide. 
Uh, they have a lot of benefits over some competitors. They're the largest block uh, in the industry. They fold flat. Um, so when, when they ship, you're not shipping a whole bunch of air sure. because there's a gap between the two sides. And some of the other manufacturers don't fold. Right. Um, and they come fully assembled, so there's a lot of air shipping. There's so, actually, so it's actually a higher shipping cost than yes. what you would be. Right, exactly, yeah. because you're going to get a lot more new Duraforms on a load than you would with just air forms. Right. Um, and then there are some manufacturers that ship their forms disassembled which then you have to take the time to put in the webs and ties and things like that. So that takes some time. Right. Um, so there are a couple of big benefits. Uh, ICF in general, uh, regardless of manufacturer, uh, and I tell people this all the time, the end result is about the same. Uh, so you get a very well insulated wall, you get a monolithic concrete pour that's rebar enforced and whatnot. So end of the day, um, you've got a, an excellent product. Right. Um, another big benefit is what's called thermal mass. Um, concrete basically stores heat okay. uh, or cold. So the thicker the concrete and the better insulated it is, the longer it will store that hot or cold. Um, and you don't get that with a CMU wall right? or just a plain wall. It, it does have the same properties, but when it's not insulated on both sides, it's not um, protected from the elements. Okay. So it loses its heat or cold faster. So what's the uh, R value of uh, ICF? So Nudura's forms are an R24, um, 23.59 to be exact. Um, and then they do have an R35 option available. Um, R value in itself is very limited um, because it doesn't take all um, ambient um, properties into effect, uh, into account. Um, because you can have uh, fiberglass insulation that's rated for R19, but if you get it wet, that R19 goes to almost nothing. Right. Um, ICF forms, they're water impervious. Um, it's not going to absorb water, so it's not going to have a um, decrease in the R value because it gets wet. Right. So the, the benefits of the, of the ICF foundation is you put up your foundation, but then you don't have to then come back in and re-insulate because it's already insulated. Correct. And it's, already, and it's a better waterproofing system because it naturally doesn't absorb water like concrete or block wood, and you have to put on an exterior waterproofing. Now, do you still put on an exterior waterproofing with it, or is it maybe not, you do, but not quite the same in depth as you would have to with your typical IC, IC, or, uh, CMU wall? Well, yes, you have to still waterproof. Now, it's not because of the inherent nature of the ICF that you still have to waterproof, um, because like you said, it's, it's not going to allow the water to get in as easily. Right. Water still can penetrate, um, but it's going to have to go through, uh, in Nudura's case, two and five eighths of foam on this side, plus a six or eight inch or 10 inch concrete solid wall, plus another two and five eighths 
of insulation. Right. So water literally has to pass through horizontally to get through all of that to get into your basement. Is it possible? Yes. Um, you need a lot of hydrostatic pressure pushing that water in. So you almost have to have a steady supply of water and a buildup of water like ponding right. of that water to push that through the wall. And that's going to take an extreme amount of pressure. So in my mind, if you're getting water penetration through an ICF wall, you've got a bigger problem outside because you've got drainage problems or I don't know what else. I mean, you can be a running hurricane. a fire hose. <laughs> a hurricane maybe outside. Yeah, I mean, something's <laughs> got to be happening yeah. to push that water through there. Right. Because water's lazy. Sure. It's, it's going to take the easiest route to get down right. as fast as possible. So if you have proper drainage, um, which you should in new construction, not everybody does, uh, but if you have proper drainage and a basic waterproofing membrane, you should be fine. Right. So you don't have you won't have the same problems that you would probably you'd have with a like your CMU walls are much more porous. Uh, you definitely got to do a very extensive waterproofing on those. I mean, I've done it before. I mean, and it works. Most of the systems work pretty yeah. good, but uh, you definitely have to be a lot more mindful of what you're doing with that water. Right. With that. Well, the CMU wall, you've got grout joints all over the place. Right. Uh, and then, like you said, the the block itself it's is porous. porous. The grout's porous. Uh, the block's porous. So there's nothing preventing that water from getting in sure and water can actually get inside that wall and build up and fill up that wall yeah yeah so i've seen that happen before yeah so have i i've definitely seen it where we've come back in and repaired uh, houses that especially up here in northeast ohio there's a lot of clay in the soil so that soil has a tendency to not drain very well and hold a lot of water and a lot of times you'll see the you get some cra horizontal cracking and then the wall actually bow we come in and jack the house up rip out that old wall replace it with a new wall, re-waterproof the outside. But what happens is you'll see that crack. And when you get down, and this is all dry, you get down to those last three block and they're full of water, completely full of water because all that water has been coming in the whole entire time. So- yeah, And you don't even know it. Yeah, and you don't, you have no idea why it's, th it's there until you see, and it's probably been there for a long time. And then years later, you see the result where now it's cracked and now you need to rip out your basement wall and redo the whole yeah. entire thing because which is a pretty extensive project. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and if you've got a finished basement down there, that could mask that problem for years. For years, yeah. Yep. Right. And if you've got a, a carpet, you know, carpet carpet pad can grow mold, drywall, right. the wood can grow mold, that kind of stuff. So there's another benefit of the ICF too is because it doesn't hold water uh, in the foam itself, it doesn't promote mold growth. There's nothing organic in the ICF to actually, um, for the mold to feed on. Right. Because a lot of people don't understand, mold requires uh, three things to grow. A moisture um, source, uh, an organic food source, something to grow on, whether it's paper, wood, uh, that kind of stuff, and it prefers darkness. Right. So if, if you eliminate the food source, even if you've got the moisture and the darkness, you won't have any mold growth. Right. So you have to take one of those three legs off of there for the mold growth to, to stop. Right. And obviously best is to reduce the moisture, keep your humidity levels down below 50%. Um, and that's, that's the number one cause of it. But using the proper materials, 
mold resistant drywall and they have mold resistant lumber that's been treated and stuff too that you can use right but uh, keeping that water out of the house is goal number one it's goal number one right so if you're building a new house it sounds like you should consider ICF <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and it's great for additions too yeah so even if you're doing a you know 400 square foot addition on the back of your house and maybe maybe you're just doing a crawl space right you can still use ICF um, to help reduce that moisture, help keep that area uh, in the ground warmer. Right. Um, because that cold is gonna pull the heat from your house. Whether you insulate that floor cavity or not, there's still gonna be heat drawn out of that crawl space. Right. So by using the ICF, you reduce the moisture available to come in, and then you reduce the heat loss going out as well. So is the cost, I would assume the cost of ICF is a little bit more expensive than a traditional block wall. Um, but now would you make that cost up by some of the features that you're talking about without the extra insulation? So if you don't have to spend the money for the extra insulation on the outside and on the inside that you typically would, am I, am I correct that you don't necessarily need to frame it like a traditional, if you were to finish the inside of the basement, you don't need to frame it the same way? Correct. So you don't have to do any framing at okay. all on the inside. Um, insulation costs are going to vary. Um, and that's one of the biggest, the most difficult things to, to convey to customers sometimes because they, everybody wants to compare it to a CMU wall. Right. Well, a CMU wall does basically one thing and it supports a vertical load. It, it does help lateral load too but very minor. Right. It's one of its weakest points is to a, a brick wall to, or a block wall to, uh, to support a lateral load. It doesn't do that very well. Um, so it's very challenging to do an apples to apples comparison. So basically the way I look at it is um, if you built an ICF wall or a CMU wall, sorry, um, and then came back through stud it insulated it, you have to make that reinforced the same as a solid concrete wall. So you'd have to fill every cavity, grout fill it, right. uh, insert rebar, um, and then now you have a solid wall, now you have to add insulation. So we need to add uh, approximately an R12 on each side. Mm -hmm. So you can do it like a two inch XPS on the outside, that's what a lot of people do. So that gives you an R10. Now we've got to build up an R14 on the inside. So if we do a two by four stud wall and put an R13 in there, we're pretty close. Right. Um, the problem is everywhere you've got a stud, now you've got an R, what, one or two? Because that stud takes up that room and minimizes that R13. Right. Um, so you still don't really have a true R13 through that whole wall. Um, so now you've got a solid wall that's reinforced and you've got your R value um, and you've got a stud wall and you can go ahead and drywall that. But now you've done all these extra steps that you wouldn't have had to do had you just done an ICF wall to begin with. Right, could have been knocked out from the very beginning. Right, and it's one step, it's stacking the block putting the rebar in and filling it with concrete. And that's it. And that's it. So do you, when you say put the, how do you attach the drywall to your ICF foundation if you don't have to build a stud wall around it? 
Okay, so the Nudura forms have a, uh, a web, a tie web that ties both sides together, and we'll, we'll upload some pictures and stuff um, every eight inches. And these webs go top to bottom, and they actually ratchet together uh, the courses as you go up. Mm -hmm. So the first course is to, connected to the second course, which is connected to the third course and, and whatnot. So every eight inches on center, uh, you have a vertical stud. Um, and that has the same holding power as a two by four. Right. And you use a, a wood screw, a coarse threaded screw screwed into that has the same holding power as a two by. So you would just screw your drywall right to it. Um, some guys will glue it also, which you can do as long as you use a, a glue that's compatible with uh, the foam. Right. Um, so there's, there's that possibility. Um, that pretty pretty much it, you know, pretty basic. Just go ahead. And so you pretty much eliminate right to it. if you have a, if you're finishing your basement, you're eliminating a whole entire step of work because now yes. you don't need a carpenter to come in to frame it. You have your foundation put in. And now you just take your drywall right to it. Right. So, I mean, that's a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And you're effectively eliminating two steps because if you have to hire an insulation crew to come in uh, to do the insulation work. Right. Now you have to get on their schedule and have them scheduled in after the wall's in, after the framers are out. Right. And then uh, you have to hire the framers too, you know, so you have to balance potentially two more subs. Sure. And get on their time frame and, and whatnot. Right. And one delay with the framers is going to cause a delay with the insulation guy and that may put his schedule out three more weeks because he has to offset everything that he's got in line right. too. Which then creates a delay with the drywaller. <laughs> yep, which delays everybody down right. the road and uh, delays the, the finishing of your house. Sure. So what's the process if somebody were interested in getting it? Do you come out? And do you design it? Do you help them install it? What, what do you do in this process? Well, typically people have house plans mm -hmm. already set up uh, and we can take those house plans, whether they're designed for ICF or not, and adapt the ICF to work for their plan. Um, and that's one of the jobs I do is you would send me your plans and I would do a takeoff on it and get you a materials list and cost and say, here's what it's gonna cost to do your project. Right. Um, now you can actually hire one of our trained installers to come out and do it and I'll introduce you to trained installers in your area mm -hmm. um, or you can DIY the project yourself if you're mechanically inclined, inclined and uh, have some time um, you're more than welcome to do that and if you choose the DIY method I would actually come out uh, your first day of stacking and say here's how we do it right. and I'm physically on your job site showing you how to stack where to put the rebar how to do your cuts how to assemble your corners, where to put your clips, that kind of thing. Right. And get you started. And then I kind of let you do your thing. If you've got questions in the meantime, call me. If you need me, come back out and explain something to you, how to, how to buck this window out or uh, what do I do in this scenario? I can do that. Uh, and then you actually call me once you're all ready to go. Uh, say I'm ready to pour, concrete's coming Tuesday morning at nine. Mm -hmm. So I usually come out about an hour ahead and I'll walk the project with you, make sure you don't have any concerns. Uh, I have to look for things that aren't done properly or need to be addressed, or maybe we should add some more bracing here or fix this or that. Um, and that's why I come out before concrete. Sure. Uh, and then I'm there for the concrete pour also. To make sure it's installed correctly. Yep. 
make sure the mix looks good, make yep. sure uh, the rebar is in place, make sure there's no problems or anything like that. And if there is a problem, with my experience, I can jump in and say, here's how you fix this. Right, right. So, so but, for, but there is an option. I mean, I don't know that I would recommend it, but there is an option that if the homeowner wants to, you could completely build the foundation yourself, which is unlike any other foundation out there. I mean, you're not going to do a block. Most homeowners aren't going to, aren't capable of doing a block foundation themselves or a true poured wall by themselves. So that's a pretty uh, unique benefit of it. Right. Absolutely. And especially, you know, when you consider it with a poured wall system, you need heavy equipment, cranes and stuff to pull these forms and stuff out. And right. There's, there's companies that have hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment uh, tied up to actually do the poured walls. Right. So this is something you don't need for ICF. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so who would be your ideal client for an ICF foundation? Ideal client. Well, that varies because like you said, there's, there's guys that want to DIY it. Uh, and they're just looking to have more input in the way their house is done uh, and they want the experience. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that. Uh, and then there's people that want to go the more efficient route. Somebody is looking to do a uh, passive house or a net zero home uh, are usually drawn pretty quickly to ICF because of its a lot of its benefits. Right. Now, what do you explain uh, what a net zero home would be for somebody? So a net zero home basically um, uses energy. It produces enough energy to support itself. Right. So it doesn't cause a drain on the energy grid, for example. Um, so anything that, that costs money to come in, it kind of recoups in sure. its own based on design or using solar or... Um, geothermal, that kind of stuff. So the idea is to have a zero energy cost at the end of the year. Right. Yeah. And so most of those people are using your ICF foundations. Yes. Is that because it gets a better uh, insulating value? Is that the, re the main reason? That's the main reason. Yeah. Um, the thermal mass of the concrete um, helps with that quite a bit. Uh, and then a lot of these people are actually using ICF all the way up to the roof line. Mm -hmm. So you can do multi multiple levels. Oh, wow. So you don't have to necessarily do just your basement out of it. You could actually go up the side of your house with it. Yep. You can go all the way up. Um, a lot of people are doing that. Uh, it requires a smaller uh, HVAC system, mm -hmm. so less BTUs per hour uh, for heating and for cooling. It does require some additional... Um, equipment for an air handling system because the house is so tight you have to actually um, control how much airflow comes in and out right uh, because you don't want to get that air stagnant because that's when you get dampness and mold growth right so you got to actually account for the fact that your house is so well sealed exactly. you actually need to be able to introduce a little bit more air yep. into it generally speaking um, the hvac system is is about 40 to 50% capacity of one for a similar house that's traditional construction. Right. Gotcha. So okay. there's a lot of cost savings there. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And then is there anything else that we in general should know about ICF um, that uh, that's fun? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot of fun, really. And that's one of the things that uh, 
the, the way that I got started in ICF is I actually was looking to build my own house. Uh -huh. uh, and I remembered as a kid, this was probably 35 years ago, I saw an episode uh, on PBS of, uh, I forget the name of the show now, but, but they had done, they were doing an ICF house. I don't remember the block manufacturer. It might, it might not even be around anymore, but I was just so, um, so excited about the, the idea. It, right. it stuck with me. And then I was looking to build my own house here uh, a few years ago. And so I started looking for ICF and that's, that's when I came up with Nudura. I went to one of their training classes and I was, I was super excited about it and I wanted to learn more and I wanted to get my hands on it and uh, reached out to the distributor and uh, I said, how can I, how can I do more? Right. You know, how can I help? Because I wasn't at the point where I was ready to build my house yet, but I was so excited about it. I said, I want to, if I'm not ready, I want to be able to help somebody else who's ready. Right. And that's how I got where I am. So you're now a Nadura sales rep, correct? Yes. correct? So what's your sales territory? or approximately uh, your sales territory? North and East Ohio. Mm -hmm. I cover 29 counties um, from the lake across to Pennsylvania, down by West Virginia. So it's kind of a, it's broken up a little bit, but uh, quite a bit of area. Oh, nice. And so if somebody was interested in this product, what would be the easiest way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, just go to newdura.com, mm -hmm. N-U-D-U-R-A.com, and uh, put in your, your information and they'll get you to me. Cool. All right, well, I think we're going to sign off here. Thanks, Mark, for coming out and telling us all about ICF. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on future podcasts. Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So.